Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. State senators urge President Biden to address the persecution of Falun Gong in China. State Senators Mark Peek and Chapman Peterson of Virginia petitioned U.S. President Joe Biden to call a halt to the Chinese Communist Party (CCP) persecution of Falun Gong in China. In a letter to the president. Senator Peek detailed strong support within his state to end the egregious crimes committed by the communist regime against Falun Gong, also known as Falun Dafa. He also called upon President Biden to take a stand against the influence of the CCP in the United States. Senator Peek wrote, "I am writing to express my deep concern about the threat." Virginians and Americans face from the Chinese Communist Party, the practices of the CCP reflect human rights violations, and I ask you, Mr. President, to address the crimes that the CCP has committed, along with the dangers that the party poses. This is a federal matter, so I am asking for the United States federal government to take action. In 2020, Senator Peek and Senator Peterson were joined by 47 members of the Virginia General Assembly in making an appeal to then U.S. Secretary of State Michael Pompeo to help end the CCP's practice of organ harvesting from Falun Gong practitioners in China. Nearly 30 local governments in Virginia have since passed resolutions. Condemning the persecution. In February of last year, a bipartisan resolution was passed in the Virginia General Assembly entitled "Condemning the Persecution of Falun Gong Practitioners by the Chinese Communist Party." Obtaining federal support against the persecution is an important step towards ending the CCP's scourge on humanity. Thirty-year-old former radio host beaten to death in prison for his faith. Pang Shun, a thirty-year-old former host of the Sichuan People's Radio Station, was beaten to death in December of 2022 while serving a five-year term in Jiazhou Prison, Sichuan Province, for his faith in Falun Gong. He had been arrested by police for distributing Falun Gong informational materials in July of 2020. He was later sentenced to five years in Jiazhou Prison, a facility designated to hold and persecute male Falun Gong practitioners. Previously a forced labor farm, it merged with Li Shan Shawan Prison to become today's Jiazhou Prison, with a sign hanging at the entrance which reads "Chenma Group Co. Ltd." 
Falun Gong practitioners detained there are subject to torture and brainwashing for upholding their faith. The guards also force the practitioners and other inmates to work long hours without pay. Photographs reveal that Pang's body was covered with bruises at the time of his death. Damage caused by electric shock treatment and tight bindings with ropes was also clearly visible. The prison denied having tortured the practitioner and claimed that he died of hyperthyroidism. Prior to his arrest, the young man was perfectly healthy and had no pre-existing conditions. One of his friends, known by the name Doban Goosebump Daily, posted information and photographs of Pung prior to his arrest, as well as post-mortem photos of him on Twitter. The tweet has since been retweeted 750 times and garnered 1 million views. The post read, In late December, my friend was beaten to death in the Communist Party's prison. His name is Pang Shun, 30 years old. He was a very bright and handsome young man. He graduated from the Communication University of China and used to be the host of Sichuan Radio Station. He was the purest and kindest person I knew. The reason for his arrest was that he and his family practiced Falun Gong. Although I don't practice Falun Gong, this is by no means a reason for the Chinese Communist Party to kill him. Pang's devastated mother is working hard to seek justice for him. Australia. Queensland residents thank Falun Dafa practitioners for sharing China's ancient culture. Falun Dafa practitioners were invited to take part in Chinese New Year celebrations at a Queensland business venue in the capital city of Brisbane on February 4th. Mount Gravit Street Foods hosted the festivities. Falun Dafa practitioners demonstrated the five sets of exercises on stage and entertained spectators with culturally rich traditional Chinese performances, a dragon dance, waist drum performance, as well as Chinese musical and dance presentations with elaborately costumed performers, entertained audiences. Their offerings were well received by spectators. The event's master of ceremonies introduced Falun Dafa and said, If you hold a banner with the words Falun Dafa is good in China, you will be arrested. Practitioners strive to be good people by following the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. However, since July 20, 1999, they have been brutally suppressed by the Chinese Communist Party the CCP. The MC went on to talk about a Falun Dafa practitioner sitting in meditation on stage. John, who is here meditating now, was brutally tortured by the CCP for practicing Falun Dafa. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison for refusing to give up his belief. When you see him sitting here so quietly meditating, you cannot imagine the pain he suffered. Mark Hawkins is the organizer of various cultural events for Mount Gravit, the business that hosted the event. 
He said, Falun Dafa is a great way of life. If people had a belief like this and lived according to these principles, they would understand others with different cultural backgrounds. Hawkins supported practitioners in raising awareness of the CCP's persecution. He provided them with an information booth to use for the festival. Dafa practitioners introduced the traditional mind-body practice and told visitors about the ongoing persecution of their practice in China. Udi, a banker, moved to Australia from Nepal 15 years ago. Before leaving the Falun Dafa booth, he signed the petition calling for an end to the atrocities taking place in China. He said he will also share the information on his social media platform and tell his friends about it. Carl, another event-goer, said that the practitioner's performances helped him experience traditional Chinese culture. He admired Falun Dafa's principles. After practitioners told him about the persecution in China, Carl said, Communist ideology and the CCP is threatening the world. Western democratic countries are gradually recognizing this threat and taking action. This is important. It may be difficult to resolve this threat, but we should see hope in this. Young Falun Dafa practitioners participate in 2023 International Religious Freedom Summit. In 2023, International Religious Freedom Summit was held in Washington, D.C. on January 31st and February 1st. Representatives from Students for Falun Gong and the Falun Dafa Information Center told conference attendees and government officials about the persecution of Falun Dafa in China. Numerous summit speakers and human rights experts applauded practitioners' resilience and courage. They condemned the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, for its ongoing persecution of the spiritual practice. Falun Dafa practitioner Grace Chen was part of the summit panel focused on freeing prisoners of conscience in China. Born in China, she is presently a student in the U.S., Both of her parents are prisoners of conscience in China. She spoke about her own experience of living under the tyranny of the communist regime. Chen recounted how the CCP has been relentless in spreading defamatory propaganda against the spiritual practice. Even elementary school textbooks slander it. The young woman's own school principal and teachers were asked to give scripted speeches defaming Falun Dafa in front of the entire school. Her parents were detained multiple times throughout her childhood for their faith. Chen was able to leave China in 2019 to study music in New York. Her mother and father remained in China to work and support her education. In late 2020, both of them were detained during a mass arrest of Falun Dafa practitioners. For more than two years, the practitioner has been unable to communicate with her parents. Panel participant Simon Zhang described how his mother, Ji Yuanzhi, was sent to forced labor camps twice for her belief in Falun Dafa. 
She was tortured to death at Bayern Left Banner Detention Center in March of 2022. Zhang said in his speech, In the 65 years of her life, the last 23 years were filled with surveillance, harassment, arrest, torture, and abuse. All she did was to stay truthful to the principles of Falun Dafa, truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. She refused to give them up, even in the face of physical and mental torture by the communist regime. After listening to Zhang's speech, Katrina Lantos-Sweet, former chair of the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom and co-chair of the two-day summit, commended Falun Dafa practitioners. She said that in her long experience with the community, she witnessed forbearance and a great capacity to forgive unimaginable horrors. Marco Respenti is the editor-in-chief of Bitter Winter, an online magazine about religious liberty and human rights in China and around the world. Speaking during the summit, Respenti emphasized that journalists must be well-educated on all aspects of human rights, and not only the most recent or most publicized persecuted groups. He said that journalists tend to focus on the most popular victim groups of human rights abuses, but there are still many lesser-known persecuted groups with thousands or millions of victims, including Falun Gong. He emphasized that these must be investigated and reported on as well. Respinti stopped by the Falun Dafa Information Center booth in the exhibit hall. He took a copy of its most recent publication, The Persecution of Falun Gong, Key Trends from 2022, and What to Watch for Ahead. Dylan Shex-Nadri, a researcher with the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, said that his agency will continue to work closely with the Falun Dafa community. Dr. Kurt Wertmuller, the organization's supervisor policy analyst and a strong advocate for victims of forced organ harvesting in China, concurred. Falun Dafa practitioners participate in the annual Southwest Colorado Light Parade. Falun Dafa practitioners took part in the annual Snowdown Light Parade in Durango, Colorado on February 3rd. Their colorful float was placed at the front of the parade and later was awarded first place in a competition. Every year, thousands of people from Durango and surrounding cities gather for midwinter festivities. Snowdown Light Parade is part of a week-long event. For over 30 years, the parade has lifted people's spirits during the long winter months. Durango area Falun Dafa practitioners reached out to practitioners from the neighboring state of California for support with their parade entry. Southern California practitioners created a beautifully lighted lotus flower float. During the parade, practitioners demonstrated the five Falun Dafa exercises and passed out flyers and lotus flower keepsakes to the parade's attendees. The city of Durango has a high-altitude desert climate where the temperature drops rapidly at night to around 30 degrees Fahrenheit. 
despite the cold temperatures, in order to create a beautiful scene, the Falandafa practitioners participating in the parade didn't wear heavy coats over their traditional Chinese costumes. Although the parade route involved walking 45 minutes in the bitter cold, they were truly happy to be sharing Falun Dafa with the local community. One California practitioner named Tiffany said she felt fortunate to be able to share the preciousness of Falun Dafa with the world, especially with people watching the parade. As the float moved slowly down the parade route, many people shouted, Beautiful float! and great job! The music from the float created an oasis of calm in the noisy parade environment. Many people wanted to learn more about Falun Dafa, with some saying that they will check out the local practice site on Saturdays. Liverpool, Great Britain, Raising Awareness of Falun Dafa at Chinese New Year Celebrations Liverpool's Chinatown was bustling with people celebrating Chinese New Year's Day on January 22nd. Lion and dragon dances could be seen everywhere. Falun Gong practitioners hosted an informational booth that day, as they do every Sunday, to familiarize people with their practice and the inhumane persecution of it in communist-ruled China. Over 4,000 truth clarification flyers were distributed to tourists within hours of the holiday's festivities. Many Chinese withdrew from the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, and its youth organizations. There were numerous examples of people supporting Falun Dafa. A group of Chinese students studying abroad took truth clarification flyers. Some admitted that they had avoided practitioners in the past, but said they will no longer do so. They now believe that Falun Dafa is good. Some of the students bowed to practitioners, while others decided to withdraw from the CCP organizations. A family of four who had come to watch the Chinese lion dances saw practitioners busily handing out flyers. They waited patiently until someone handed the father a flyer. He took it in both hands and said, Oh, Falun Dafa, we've heard about it. Your persistence is admirable. You've been persisting in raising awareness of the persecution for many years. We support you. Willoughby, Australia, Tiangao Marching Band shines in Lunar New Year Parade. The Tiangao Marching Band participated in the Lunar New Year Lantern Parade in Willoughby, Australia, on February 5th. Many spectators applauded the band's performance, and some even danced to the melodies. The mayor and many elected officials attended the parade and joined in the celebration. New South Wales Legislative Assembly member Tim James remarked that the Tiangao Marching Band is well-organized and their performances are superb. He added that Falun Dafa's principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance are fundamental to society, Australian communities, and to individual human beings. He believes people should follow these principles. 
James also thanked Falun Dafa practitioners for their contributions to the community and wished them continued success. Clara from mainland China was with a group also participating in the parade. She was excited to see the Tiangao marching band and thought their traditional costumes were outstanding. Clara remarked that the persecution against Falun Dafa in China by the Chinese Communist Party is wrong. She called the CCP's forced organ harvesting of prisoners of conscience vicious. Parade-goer Marianne Newlist enjoyed the Chinese New Year celebration. She, her husband, and gleeful young son walked along with the Tiangao marching band the whole length of the parade route. This was the first time the young mother had heard about Falun Dafa. She expressed support for the practice's principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and condemned the CCP's persecution of Falun Dafa. Shen Yun stuns audiences in Europe and the Americas, a show that everyone must see. Shen Yun Performing Arts offered theater goers in Spain, France, South Korea, the Dominican Republic, Canada, and the United States an amazing expression of traditional Chinese culture at the end of January and through the first week of February. Shen Yun Touring Company debuted its Dominican Republic tour on February 2nd the first performance ever in the Caribbean region. Prior to its performance, the Chinese Communist Party, CCP's embassy, attempted to interfere with the show by publishing a statement as well as pressuring local media not to cover the performances. These efforts, however, had the opposite effect. Shen Yin's seven performances included one show that was added to meet the demand for ticket sales all played to packed houses. Prior to Shenyan's performance in the Dominican Republic, the company received welcome letters from three senators and two deputies of the Congress of the Dominican Republic. Theatergoers had glowing praise for Shenyan. Venue director and former director of the Dominican National Ballet, Carlos Vitia, saw Shenyan in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. What set Shen Yun apart, Vitya said, was the artist's faith and conviction. He referred to the shows as sublime and said that it is a show that everyone must see. Conductor, pianist, and composer Jose Antonio Molina saw Shen Yun in Santo Domingo. He said he felt the culture, the reverence for the divine, and the universal values of the divinely inspired civilization that Shen Yun wanted to present. Molina said, I am impressed above all by the highly refined technique. I truly congratulate you. Professional singer Brenda Lee, a recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Grammy Award, saw Shen Yun in Nashville, Tennessee on February 4th. She shared, It all touched me. I loved every minute. The orchestra, the musicians, the dancers, the singers. It was top-notch. I'm glad I came. Contractor and consultant Robin Valancourt experienced a Shen Yin performance with his daughter in Montreal, Canada. The father shared that his grandfather is Chinese, 
the businessman said, I found my root. I feel like I've been reborn, culturally reborn. That was a culture that my ancestors used to depend on, but I never had the opportunity to learn about it. Valancourt felt that Shenyan opened a door for him and added, I want to read Falun and learn more. After the performance, he purchased the French translation of the book. Artuza Araku, owner of a digital marketing company, saw Shenyin in San Sebastian, Spain. She offered, This is an unparalleled performance. It takes people into another realm. The communications of the spirit and the heart let us realize that we could connect with the divine again. Consulting company founder Dave Howell saw Shenyin in San Antonio, Texas with his wife. He reported feeling in his words, the divinity of the performers and the performance and the connection with heaven. Howell thought that Shenyin is delivering very clear messages that everyone needs to know. He added that their performance is very important. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.